sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You join me for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Uh, and joining me is Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJL. We're going to discuss the world of investment from a UK perspective. And we're going to start um, by looking at the resignation of Boris Johnson. The resignation, but not quite yet, of um, That's the confused, Boris slightly Johnson. confusing thing, I think, isn't it? Is yes. he planning on hanging on... To- Resigning as Tory party leader, but hanging on as Prime Minister to the autumn, is that correct? Uh, and as far as I understand, until October. Uh, Whether he gets like the but opportunity, because, I suppose, is a question there. But, but one um, thing we have discussed on many occasions is the one thing markets can't stand is uncertainty. And so the uncertainty yeah. that has been causing many problems for sterling, of course, as well as markets, is now just being extended until the autumn. Um, uh, conceivably. I mean, sterling is, as we speak, grubbing out a small gain from a two-year low against the dollar. Hmm. sort of trying to get back to $1.20 and hold up a, a small amount against the euro as well, um, although dollar-euro is, is rapidly approaching parity. Hmm. Um, I, I guess, I mean, several things working against the pound, one of which is the state of play in Westminster, which um, if any PLC behaved in such a fashion, the, the management team would be publicly yes. excoriated. I mean, yes. it, it's just... Anyway, there's, there's, there's no way you would run a company or a railroad like this, put it that way. So it's it's... It's of a concern that people see fit to try and run the country in such a fashion, whether it's you know the, the, the events that have led to the, the feeling that there's a need for change, the, the manner in which change is being effected. Yes. Um, well, that's a separate issue. I don't really do try not to do politics. Um, so th- you've had that weighing on sterling. You've also got a government that is in theory you know, trying to break treaties that it has written itself in terms of the Northern Ireland Protocol. Mm. Now, whether you think that's a breach of international law or not, Simon, I will leave to you and the lawyers because I'm not an expert. Mm. But one reason one reason that many people have always been content to invest in sterling assets is rule of law. So if you now yes. have a government that says that, frankly, it can be disregarded at the flick of a pen, then there's another disincentive for people to pack their money in, in, in sterling-denominated assets. When, as we've seen very recently, the uh, balance of payments, trade deficit, and we are very dependent as a country upon foreign investment. Mark can't get everything dependent. right, but his comment about us being dependent upon the kindness of strangers yes. is very, very apposite now, given the budget deficit that we run, hmm. the current account deficit that we run, and combined in the old days, the percentages would make us look like a banana republic. I mean, the fact that the yes. percentages are now so bad everywhere else means it's probably not quite so noticeable. Um yeah, so there are, there were reasons for not owning sterling-dominated assets anyway. Maybe you can argue now that one reason that the sterling is rallying and the, the all share in the 100 are rallying is that, in theory, there is some clarity now coming through in Westminster. In addition to that, well, obviously, now we need to know who's going to take over and what policies they bring with them. Mm. Um, given that there were suggestions that Chancellor Sunak and ex-Chancellor, well, ex-Chancellor Sunak and ex-Chancellor Javid both resigned over a feud over plans to you know, cut taxes, sweep aside the corporation tax increase and spend more. Mm. Um, if if the, the incumbent goes for the tax and spend route, um, you can argue that that means, oh, sorry, for cut tax and spend route, you can argue mm. that that means potentially more consumer spending, potentially more corporate profits, um, improved corporate cash flow because they're paying less tax. And as an equity holder, your share is of the bottom line after tax. As a debt holder, your mm. share is pre-tax, pre-interest, because that's just the way that... Mm. The, the bonds and the PL work. Um, but equally, if they go down that path, um, you could argue that you're stimulating the economy at a time when there are still supply chain issues, staffing shortages, supply chains, doesn't do anything to help oil, apart from perhaps stoke demand for it. 
So you might, in the end, be actually be storing up further inflationary difficulties down the road and a higher interest rate. So whoever comes in has got some very, very difficult and delicate decisions to make. Let's just take a brief breather there. And then we're going to assess what difference it actually makes anyway to markets. Who's actually in office in number 10? Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm in conversation with uh, Russ Mould of AJ Bell. Russ, you love putting these things together, delving into res- research. And you've done some research as to how important it is to markets. Yeah. Uh, who's actually in number I mean, the, the past, we must say straight away to keep my compliance department happy, is no <laughs> guarantee for the future. But having looked at the five previous occasions when we got a prime minister changing mid-term without a general election, um, James Callaghan in, in 1976, John Major in 1990, Gordon Brown in 2006, seven, Theresa May in 2019, and Boris Johnson in uh, to, Theresa May in 2016, and Boris Johnson in 2019. You know, if you look at how the FTSE all, all share performed subsequent to them coming in, it basically did nothing over three, six, and 12 months. Um, and then over the term of these individuals, the average gain is actually 34%, but there's a huge range between a triple-digit gain under John Major and a double-digit gain under James Callaghan to losses under Gordon Brown, losses under Boris Johnson, and a small gain under Theresa May. So there's clearly something else going on beyond just mm. who happens to be in, in 10 Downing Street. And you know, clearly, the economic backdrop is, is a key part of that, the policies they bring. I mean, Callaghan was in during a time of monstrous inflation and people were looking for a some sort of sucker, so they were latching onto real assets. John Major came in just as the recession was ending and was finished off by Sterling's embarrassing injection from the exchange rate mechanism. And then he rode that wave economically very effectively. Theresa May got a bit of a benefit probably from Sterling's fall after Brexit, which boosted overseas earnings for the FTSE 100 in the old share. Gordon Brown, by contrast, got the great financial crisis dropped in his lap. Um, although he possibly invited that upon himself when declaring that the years of boom and bust were over. Yes. Uh, and Boris Johnson has had COVID, Ukraine, and inflation. Um, so he's probably had a bit of a duff hand as well. Although, again, you could argue maybe some people well, may argue some of that. Was well, the government may have. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. Yes. Absolutely. So, uh, but let's, you know, but so, but clearly the backdrop has got a, a lot to do with it rather than just who is in number 10. Um, and we shall see what the next incumbent brings and what policy influence, if any, they, they bring. Because you know, clearly it's somebody coming in midterm, it's probably a little bit harder for them to make a real stamp yes. before the next general election comes up and, and whacks them around the head. But certainly uh, at first glance, Markets tend to take a change of prime minister in their stride. And if anything, now that they seem barely able to last out one term <laughs> between mm. them, their scope to exercise major influence is diminishing, which, you know, possibly some agent supporters of free markets might be quite pleased about. But <laughs> equal, equally, you know, we, we are seeing even we've seen a conservative government over the last or three conservative governments over the last 10 years or so become much more interventionist in terms of regulation of businesses, mm. whether it's tobacco or food or gambling or utilities with price caps which went disastrously wrong so uh, even then you, you we still need to be aware of the fact that there is scope for specific industries or specific companies to be affected by regulation or deregulation or yes. changes in policy I mean, it's a very uncertain time for investors who as you pointed out on many occasions are sort of facing you know inflationary times that we haven't seen for a long time while we wait to see if we're getting stagflation recession what's going to happen this just adds to the uncertainty though doesn't it which can't it, be Generally, probably wouldn't encu- wildly encourage overseas buyers to pile in. I mean, equally, we, we still have seen overseas buyers coming in for sterling assets 
to some degree with with selective takeover. So it'll be interesting to see if that continues or, or not. But yeah, I think people will now pause for breath and just just wait to see. And also there are you know there are huge decisions being made by central banks right now. We've got the ECB next week could be their first rate rise since July 2011 with yet another fudge to try and keep the eurozone edifice together as they mm. still try and work out how one interest rate can be applied to X different countries. We're operating at X different speeds and so on. So it's that there are still some big issues to be challenged there. there. And I think that's one reason why the dollar is strong is that the UK has got political stigma attached to it. There is still uncertainty over what Brexit could mean for the economy long-term, good, bad, or indifferent. We still don't know. Um, Europe has now got to wrestle with this one interest rate and, and, and increases. Japan is still running QE out absolutely up the kazoo. So while the dollar has its faults, its own massive trade, its own trade deficits, which have only got worse since tariffs were imposed, its own budget deficits mm. and its own political gridlock in Washington, the dollar, you could argue, is probably the least dirty shirt um, in, in the, you know, it is the world's reserve currency. It is the home to the world's biggest economy, the world's only military superpower and so on. But it, and that explains why sterling, the euro and the yen are all flat on their back against the greenback. I guess the question is what will make people change their opinion of the dollar and, and, a, and a, a US recession might make people change their opinion. The moment the betting seems to be on a mild US recession with Fed rate cuts in mid 2023, we shall see. Ross, as ever, thank you very much indeed. That's Ross Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. That's been the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.